Welcome to Spirited Word. By God's Word proclaimed, the Holy Spirit works faith in God's grace in Jesus, when and where He pleases. Sermons by Pastor Adrian Kitson, Lutheran Church of Australia. The first word comes from Isaiah chapter 9, verses 2, 6 and 7. The Saviour will be born to rule. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Beautiful words, don't you think, friends? Beautiful words that we began with and that the whole night's been about, for me at least anyway. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. Well, magnificent words of hope, I hope, for you. Uh, Hope from God, yes, even from God for you tonight. For people feeling hopeless, and uh, that's how they were feeling at the time these words were spoken, and I'm wondering whether we might be feeling at least a little bit that way this particular Christmas after the year or two that we've had. People are isolated and angry and depressed and very anxious about their future. As well, I'm sure, very tempted to doubt God and where on earth he is and what he's doing in the world anyway. What is he doing in my work, in my business, in my relationships, in my marriage, in my school, in my university, in my world, in my ecology of this planet? What is he doing in Australia, my country? From the very stern words that God had already spoken earlier in Isaiah, God named the people's wrongs, and they were significant wrongs, but nothing new. Isaiah, God, names the people's sheer unbelief. Their unfair and unjust treatment of particularly the vulnerable in the community their over-competitiveness, their taking advantage of each other to get ahead, their clutching at straws of human design to fix their woes. All of that, instead of trusting the already given promises and the already close presence of God, the creator of all things, who promised that they could live well with him and in peace and with his power for the job, not just theirs. And these beautiful words of hope, they come and they hopefully make a new dawn happen for people, a new dawn of hope for any dark night of the soul. People walking in darkness have seen a great light, those living in the land of deep darkness A light has 
dawned. Friend, I pray that this dawn is yours for whatever it is that is dark. And I don't know your darkness at the moment and I don't know where you're walking. Is your walk one of sadness at great loss? Is your walk one of anger? Is your walk one of depression about the serious trouble the world seems to be in? Is your walk treading the way of actually being pretty unfair as you use others for your own gain and you feel rotten about that? Is it treading the way of unfairness? Is it depending way too much on people and their approval of you? Or way too much on your own resources as if you were God? Or is it walking the way of depending on things, lots of things, to fill the void and stay happy somehow? And is there a whiff of doubt in the air at your place? Doubt about God's involvement anyway or his will to even help you? Is there a sense of despair about all these things, many, many things this Christmas? Now, maybe none of you are in possession of all these difficulties at the moment. Good for you, good for you. Really good to take the smooth with the rough because there's plenty of rough. But for people to whom these words were spoken, words of light and hope, their days were very dark. The national future was bleak for a whole nation and no one actually really knew whether we were going to make it out the other side of all this. I hear a lot, you know, I hear a lot of this kind of thing, a certain sort of um, a bleakness to the outlook we have about the world. I don't know whether you do, but I certainly do as I talk to parents of young children and parents of teenagers and teenagers themselves and young adults, young workers, young uni students, young pastors... Seniors, family and community connections. There seems to be a sort of a bleak outlook on many fronts from rising interest rates to rising costs of basic living to the floods to China to US political situations to unjust war in the Ukraine to painful war in my living room. But friend, tonight, tonight, can you let darkness be dispelled just a little bit can you let the darkness be lit up tonight just a bit there's joy here because the boy is here and he's our joy and there is hope for humanity and hope for you whatever your darkness may be there is light and there is love and there is peace and there is joy and it's been there all along, don't forget. It's been there all along. And amazingly, Isaiah heard it and had it hundreds of years before he turned up. 
And Isaiah speaks of three reasons for probable, possible joy when you walk out of this building tonight. Three reasons. The yoke will be lifted of oppression. The battle will end well. And peace will last. The yoke will be lifted. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens people, the bar across their back, the rod of their oppressor. Can you picture a slave wearing a heavy, wooden, uncomfortable yoke, endlessly grinding out a meagre existence with no meaning or purpose for a person that does not give two hoots about you or your country or your family. That's the picture. That's the picture. And that's a good description of how the people were when these words were spoken. Is it a good description of you or us, 21st century? I don't know. I wonder what rod you are coping with and not your husband, Leanne. Okay, I know there's a rod here. No, I don't mean him. It's okay. I wonder what rod is oppressing you, pushing you down, keeping you down. Health issues, mental health issues, yours or someone you love dearly. Relationship pain, career confusion, flood damage, economic ruin, business ruin, just general despair about what the heck this world's becoming and what will become of our nation Australia and what will become of us Christians in this nation Australia. But the boy begins to shatter the yoke. That's what Isaiah says. Like the hammer blow of those nine-inch nails through his hands and his feet on that wooden cross that would happen... This God with us has smashed the yoke. Will you let him take it off? Joy begins, I hope. The yoke has been lifted. This saviour, his light, brings liberation from meaningless servitude to an oppressor. We are always free as far as the Messiah is concerned. The boy will pay your debt. Remove the yoke of slavery to set people free from people and things. And we will be his and he will be ours, no matter the politics or the power or the passion. Second, the battle will end. The battle will end. Dot, 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 dot. Well. Well. The battle will end well. Every warrior's boot used in battle, and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, fuel for the fire, says Isaiah. God makes the bold declaration, which is at loggerheads with what is still being currently experienced at the time by the people, that this battle they face will come to an end and a new age of peace will come for everyone so much so that soldiers' boots and blood-stained kit will be redundant, incinerated by God's holy love. 
friends, this Jesus' blood-stained feet and body would go on to do that exact thing for all the blood on your hands. He burns up your hasty and harsh judgments, your hurtful flaming arrow words, your distrust and dismissal of his words of promise, and our endless preference for living life our way on our terms. Friends, our disgrace is now paid for by his blood, in his body, by his grace. From disgrace to his grace, you are now. And so the battle will end, and this pain and this doubt and this loss and this fear and this worry, along with all those mistakes, will be covered by his perfect love Your uncleanness before God is washed away by his baptismal flood tonight. Your suffering will come to its end, friend. And you'll still be you. And you'll be with him. And he will be your peace. And finally, that peace, it will last. You can trust it. The crescendo point of the whole Song of Isaiah at this point This possible joy that I want you to walk out of this building with, this possible joy, is all founded on the boy. This new human being, this divinely sent person, he will always be. And so you can trust that his deep peace will always keep you free. For unto us a child is born, a son is given, and the government, the rulership, is on his shoulders, not yours. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Prince of Peace. You know the names. And this is a peace that will last beyond the politics and beyond the flood and beyond any dictator the world wants to throw up. Got a few at the moment. Beyond any economic hardship, beyond any hurtful, difficult separation, beyond any catastrophic event beyond any hurtful words that you wish you'd never said and beyond any lost love even beyond your dying of the greatness of his government and peace there will be no end he will reign on David's throne over his kingdom establishing and upholding it with what? justice Righteousness, peace, hope, joy. He has authority. He has a dominion on his shoulders, unlike what we've got on our shoulders most of the time. This cuddly, soft little baby in this famous shed who never seems to cry, according to Away in the Manger, he's a direct challenge to all who want to rule over you and over you who want to rule your life like you're the king and he's not. His names of greatness roll on. His names of grace for you roll on. Despite that, everlasting Father, peaceful Prince of Peace, wonderful wise counsel for your life. And the names aren't just about the boy. They speak about the one who sent the boy. Jesus' greatness is not only his ability to bear the load of authority to create a whole new relationship with you that gives you hope every day of the week. It's his greatness 
that it's also his willingness to trust his father who actually can bring about everything he ever promised. Friend, I hope Christmas Eve you can sense the Holy Spirit cracking those pins of that rod across your shoulders. All of that stuff that's holding you down and pressing you down and keeping you in the dark. Let it go. Let him have a go. I pray that you sense hope that whatever is happening to you and whatever's going on in this complex, dark world, whatever you suffer, whatever you long for, this will come. Peace that lasts will be yours because it is already. And in this Jesus, can you see Can you see that you belong to God tonight? God, your kind and loving Heavenly Father, Jesus, your older brother, and the Spirit, your wise counsel. You belong in this community. You belong in him, holy community. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light tonight. Those living in the land of deep darkness, it's over. Light has dawned for you. Yes, we have, and yes, he has, and the zeal of the Lord Almighty himself will achieve this for you. In the name of Christ, amen, and the peace of Christ, which is beyond our human ability or understanding half the time, give you peace, give you joy, give you hope, give you light. In Christ's name, amen. Friends, Christ, the Son of God, give you joy and peace by his presence with you and the blessing of God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit, be with you. Amen. Thanks for listening. Pastor Adrian serves at St. Petri Lutheran Church, New York, Barossa Valley, South Australia. stpetri.org.au